Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the 415. My name is Raina Star. I almost said my name was Star Bustamante. <laughs> there are days I just don't feel like myself. Um, hi, everybody. The 415 is brought to you by the amazing folks at wildhunt.org. Please check out wildhunt.org. Give it all of your support. And uh, me, I represent me. I'm Desperate Housewives. Thank you. Nice to be here. Nice to be anywhere. <laughs> to coin Richard saying. Anyway, uh, the 415. Please note that while we are um, given a lot of latitude, the opinions expressed here are those of myself and my co-hosts only. Um, there is bad language, uh, so if that stuff is not fun for you, you may not want to listen because we're about to go off into the shit. <laughs> Hope you all have been having a great month. I don't know how you could have <laughs> looking at the fucking world, but yeah. Did I say there was going to be cursing? Lots of it. So, Star, I'm, you know, there comes a point where you get kind of numb to shit, but this is not the time to get numb, is it? I mean, we're, we're, in, we're in some serious straits here as far as rights. As far as individual rights, what the actual general, I mean, and it's not just rights. You know, we're constantly on this razor's edge because now we're not just worried about Roe v. Wade, but we've got more babies being killed. I mean, there was just a shooting yesterday in Tulsa. I can't even keep up. Why is it that Republicans are so, so dedicated to their guns and fetuses? It's like we don't care about the child once the child is born. We'll make sure you have that child whether you want to or not. And now there's, there's, they, they want to give more rights to gun owners. What, I don't understand the pretzel logic that got these people to this point. What are you seeing? What is happening? Okay. So, you know, first of all, I think you have to remember that um, most of the Republicans get quite a lot of money from the NRA, and this has been true for some time now. Um, so it's not just even about what they believe or don't believe or whatever. Um, it's That's how they're getting their funding. Um, and I, I don't see that. I think it's a not to... I was under the impression not too long ago that the NRA was actually in fiscal trouble. What I mean, what they're back on their feet and everything recovered. I don't know. Or, I, mean, um, I mean, there's a there have been a bunch of things published by them. Um, one of my uh, favorite correspondents who was covering Ukraine, uh, Tim Mock, he wrote a book about uh, about the NRA and about the just the you know, proliferation of guns and how, I mean, how the marketing for guns changed just in, you know, just in the last uh, couple of decades. I mean, some of the really startling numbers that there are out there, I mean, on average, you know, just as a, as a rounded figure, there are over 400 million handguns or guns in, in the, in the U S 400 million guns, be it whatever variety. Um, the population of this country is 300 and what, 25 million, 330 million, something like that. Um, so that means that there are more guns than there are people. Now, granted, um, a number of people own multiple weapons while many people own none. Um, I've not owned or carried a gun for, I don't know, three decades. But I, th- I think that that's a huge, 
a huge factor in all of this. Um, but, I mean, the number of shootings just so far, I mean, this year is like, you know, 225 or something. And yeah. so just since uh, just since Buffalo, let me see, where is it? I mean, like, uh, I mean, there have been... Uh, you know, just, okay, just since uh, Uvalde, right? There have been one, two, right. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty shootings just since Uvalde, Okay. Um, none of them have had the, the, you know, the number of fatalities that uh, that Uvalde did, uh, and few of them have involved small small children. But um, you know, twenty twenty in in just a little over a week, twenty mass shootings. That's that's a lot. Um, you know, and we're only what a hundred and fifty some odd days into this into this year, and yeah. we've already Not had quite two, yeah, and we've already had um you know two hundred and twenty seven shootings and twenty seven school shootings, I believe um, you know, so I mean that's just a startling number of uh, of of incidents, but as to, but to answer your question, the issue of gun rights has become a centerpiece for the Republican Party. Um, you know, uh, if they think it is going to continue to keep them in power, then that yeah. is what what they're what they're going to do, and. So, uh, you know, and then there's there's also, um, I mean, the wing nuts on the on the right. So let me hang on a second. I want to find this because. So, our favorite nutcase, who's absolutely horrible, um, and who is very likely going to get reelected is Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, who represents a very red district in, in Georgia. I want to read to you what she posted this morning on Twitter. This is what she tweeted. The temperature of the country is rapidly changing. Most of our leaders aren't aware of the huge shift that is happening. There is a breakthrough coming soon and many people are going to refuse to be silent anymore. It will shock our controlling elite when they lose control. Now, if that's not, if that does that sound like a threat to you? Because it sounds like a threat to me. Um, yeah, but here's the thing. It, it, it barely sounds like something rational because these fucking people haven't shut up for a second. So what the hell is she talking about? You know what I mean? Well, but that's that's their stick. That's their stick. You know that that they're being silenced. That you know uh, that you know they were forced to wear masks and forced to have weird drugs injected into their bodies. And I mean, just uh, absolute uh, madness. Um, you know. I, I, oh, how I wish they were. You know, here's the thing. How I wish. We could force these people to do the right thing. It's absurd that they are claiming they were forced to do shit. This is why COVID is still raging. I do not care what people say. I have, I have a personal friend who has just, a, a nurse who has just come down with it. Don't tell me this is over. Don't tell me people were forced to do a fucking thing 
because people, you can't even get these people to wear masks. I have to encounter these people on a daily, daily basis. They don't vaccinate. They don't fucking mask. So a lot of them, I don't know what kind of crapshoot of luck they've had, but they haven't gotten sick. But they have their guns and small children hey, and all that do, shit. Hey, do guns work against COVID? <laughs> Just asking for a friend. No, but you know, we're joking, but we're kind of not. I mean, here's the problem. Until they are affected personally, until they lose a member of their family, either through gun violence or disease, it's like none of what we're saying is real. We're making it all up. Oh, you crazy liberals, you don't know what you're talking about. I can tell you that a million people have died after y'all fucking laughed at me and told me that COVID is no big deal that COVID is just another flu, and I told you that a million people would wind up dead before it even started to taper off and everybody laughed at me, and guess what? Who was right? Not y'all. Not y'all. So don't make me write about Please, Please don't make me write about gun violence. Please don't have to lose someone you love or someone you care about or even somebody you like because it's devastating. Stray bullets are hitting babies all the time. Stray bullets, not intended, just accidentally. Okay, and now you're 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 fine that people are going into schools and taking out teachers and children, little children, and and within two weeks you wash your hands and you forget it even happened. Okay, listen, I li- I have no problem with guns. Personally, I, I have carried a gun in my life because I had to. It's part of my job, okay? But apparently the way people are allowed to acquire and keep acquiring is out of control, okay? I, I understand that there are specific reasons for specific people to have guns, but these people that I know, and they're not all law enforcement, so let's take that right off the table. My brother-in-law, may the gods rest his soul, was an NRA teacher and someone I respected because he knew what was appropriate and what was not, even though he was a hardcore Republican. He knew that locks were important. He knew that registration was important. He knew that training was important. All of the things that we talk about for people to be legally mm-hmm. allowed to have guns, okay? So, for some reason, that's not enough. I don't understand why. And trust me, for the Republicans listening, if we had wanted your guns, we would have come after them and taken them already. Obviously, we didn't do that. But there's got to be, somebody's got to saddle the horse and slow him down. Because if anything, it's going in the opposite direction. Sorry, you had mentioned to me earlier that they are giving, they're literally giving guns and gun owners more protections as if they need them, as opposed to regulations, which is what they actually need. Correct? Well, um, so, okay, so um, there are a couple of uh, Supreme Court cases that are that are pending um, that uh, we can we can expect to have a um, have them hand down a decision on um one involves uh a case in uh New York City mm-hmm. uh, as far as you know because uh both New York State and New York City have some pretty uh stringent restrictions on what <coughs> what is required to uh to own and carry a gun um mm-hmm. and then uh you know and and there that that ruling is, is if they rule and, and I mean and you have to remember that you know the court's makeup is you know roughly 6-3 to the conservative side um although uh 
Chief, Chief Justice Roberts, you know, he's kind of become the wild card on, on the bench at this point. He often disagrees with his conservative conservative colleagues. Um, so if if New York State's restrictions if they shoot them down, then um, you know which I think in both cases uh, it involves uh, the ban on assault style weapons and high capacity magazines. Mm-hmm. So that could have an impact, you know. So, I mean, so basically, if they if they shoot that down, oh, the bad choice of words there, maybe. Um, <laughs> if, if they rule against the state, against New York State, then um, it it means that basically their laws are unconstitutional, and um, they'll have to duke it out. As to how they're gonna how they're gonna move forward, but it could also have a major impact on what kind of legislation, uh, you know, should the Republicans and Democrats be able to agree on something? Uh, it it places that being passed in kind of jeopardy. So there's another uh, there's another case that's pending also. Excuse me. Um, that is also uh, that affects Maryland and then one in New Jersey. Uh, Maryland also has a ban on assault style weapons and um, New Jersey has a ban on uh, magazines that can hold more than 10, 10 rounds of ammunition. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. all of these, so what happens if they, if they rule against, you know, if they rule for basically the gun advocates, then um, those cases will get kicked back down to the lower court uh, to reconsider how, you know, how they have ruled based on the precedent that the Supreme Court is, is set, you know, is set. So, you know, what they do could be really problematic for any any sports any sort of uh, legislation going forward. So that is not bode well. Um, right. You know. Well, and 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 let me also just uh, I want to I want to just point out that like roughly. Eighty-four percent in the in the latest um, Reuters uh, Ipsos poll, which um, which the results of which were released last Wednesday. So this poll was done right after Uvalde. Just to just to be clear, eighty-four percent of the people that they contacted in the in the survey said that they supported background checks for all firearm sales, and 70% were in favor of red flag laws, which for our listeners who may not know, a red flag law uh, would allow um, law enforcement to confiscate guns from people that they believe to be a threat to public safety. Um, up until just a, you know, up until just a few years ago, I think maybe 2010, if you were diagnosed with a, you know, with a serious mental illness, you could not, you know, it was not legal for you to, um, to have a gun, but that was, that was reversed. And that was a Supreme court ruling, I believe, um, now, also, 72%, so this is almost three-quarters of the country, or representing three-quarters of the country, um, are in support of raising the age from 18 to 21 to uh, to be able to uh, purchase and, and have a gun. You know, these are not insignificant numbers. I mean, you were talking about roughly... 75% or more 
of people being yeah. in favor of, you know, of not only uh, tougher gun laws, but, you know, background checks and really restricting, uh, you know, like whether it's age limits or, you know, I mean, and of course every right. gun advocate is going to say, well, you know, they legally bought their gun. Um Like, that's the only thing it's about. I mean, and I, you know, and it's, it's hard for me with this because there, there are two things that exist in my mind simultaneously because I can hold more than one thought at a time. The one part of me says, eliminate all the guns. The other part of me says, eliminate the people who shouldn't have them. I mean, eliminate those guns, not those people. Although, make <laughs> yeah. your own judgment. Thank you for being. Thank you for <laughs> being clear on from that. that. Yeah, I mean, I would never advocate for intentionally hurting people, whether physically or verbally. Not, I don't find it a fucking sport like a lot of people seem to do. Um, but it's difficult, you know, because when you start. It's hard when you start taking rights away. Look at what's happening, you know, in in the other part of legislative news with Roe v. Wade. I mean, it's like limit this, don't limit that. Limit that, don't limit this. I mean, what is happening? Have we lost the ability to govern ourselves as individuals that that we have to tell people you can't choose? whether or not to have a pregnancy and you can't choose whether or not to have a, a weapon. I mean, they're hardly the same thing, but, I mean, do you know what I'm saying? It's like they're all about choice and le- what's legal and what's not legal and what people should be allowed to have or not allowed to have. Do you have to make everything legal or everything illegal? It, it doesn't seem to make wow. sense to me, but it's like everyone wants to conflate all of these things. Well, I think that, for starters, um, I think you have to look well beyond what's happening on the surface to really understand the implications. And there is a there is a deep connection between, um, you know, and I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything. However, um, you know, you really have to look at the amount of money that... Um, you know, groups like the NRA have given, have been given, you know, the the amount of money that they have collected from, uh, you know, countries like Russia. Um, you know, there is a lot of talk about how Russia has, you know, had its little fingers in, uh, or big fat fingers, however you want to, you want to describe them in uh, American policy indirectly, but particularly with the gun lobby, Uh, you know, and I would not be the first person to point out that uh, if destabilizing the United States is your goal, uh, that's a great place to kind of um, put some muscle into it, frankly, because there's not much that... Other than abortion, there is not much that is uh, as deci- you know as divisive as gun control. Uh, so, I think that that's an element that often is not broadly discussed, uh, if discussed right. at all. But where where this all ends, it it is exhausting. But where this all ends, I I will just tell you, is you know is with more dead children because that is the direction that 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 we are headed in at at the moment. Um, and I don't really see you know I mean I would love to be proved wrong and that there can be some kind of bipartisan legislation 
that will address, you know, it's a place to start. But I don't know that, uh, I don't know that we'll see that. You know, there's there's way too much money. I mean, in all of this, also kind of can go, you can go right back with it to, um when they when they changed how how money can be uh, can be taken for campaigns, yeah, that changed everything, and there was a huge influx of of money uh, from corporate interests to you know even you know technically they're not allowed to accept foreign money, but uh, well, you have no further place to look than uh, than the 2016 election to see how the, how well that's working out. Um, Absolutely, and in case folks don't recognize what we're talking about, we're talking about Citizens United, uh, that ruling which made corporations um, just like people, entities that could it, um, basically promote their own their own candidates and make uh, campaign contributions, and it really threw, I think, our, our legal, not legal system, but our election system into complete chaos because it stopped being about one man, one vote, or one human, one vote. It now went into whoever has the most money wins, um, and all of these campaign contributions by these entities, I mean, I don't know about you, but where I can contribute a hundred dollars, they're you know they're in in various ways able to contribute hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, so it's millions. It, it's not a, millions. A, it, it millions. It's not a fair playing field. It and please do not think I'm telling you not to vote. That's all we have left is to vote. Um, that's the only way we can affect any kind of change is to continue to vote and make sure our friends and neighbors are voting because the minute we give into this and we start giving up and losing hope, and listen, I lose hope every fucking 20 minutes, to be honest with you. Um, but when it comes down to it, you got to do what you got to do. As inconvenient as they're trying to make it, as gerrymandered as districts are becoming, um, and they are. That hasn't stopped. We just recently won a victory here in North Carolina against some gerrymandering, but that doesn't mean they stop trying. We all know this. Republicans, when they don't get what they want, what they want, they'll try numerous ways, legal and not legal. Sorry, it's true. That is my opinion, but y'all know I'm right. Um, well, it's, uh, well, it's not just it's it's. It's not just your opinion. I mean, this is this is pretty much established fact that the level of gerrymandering has, you know, upended, um, you know, some of these districts. But also, uh, the reason that you have to continue to vote, uh, we have to continue to vote, we have to continue to show up every every election because otherwise, if we don't do that, then th- that is how our system is designed to work. So we have to show up. We have to show up. We have mm-hmm. to vote uh, in every election, not just, you know, and the election for dog catcher can be, you know, as important, if not more important, than uh, more prominent ones. Uh, you know, I mean, and you're right. It is. It's it's easy to become discouraged and to think that your vote doesn't matter, but that is yep. exactly the goal. That is the goal. They want you to feel like you, you like your vote doesn't matter, and they want you to stay home. So what Absolutely. that means is that we have to fucking show up. You know, every time we have to show up, and we have to keep showing up, no matter what. You know, if you have to wait across the, you know, freaking flooding river to get there to vote, do it, because if you don't, there's a good chance that you may not get a chance to the next time. Um, I, I think that things are, are are very dire in this country at the moment, 
and about mm-hmm. the most divided that I can, you know, that I can ever remember things being. Uh, but we we have to continue on, um, you know, and it's hard to not get numb to it. I mean, how do you look at the imagery of, you know, I I don't know if anybody listening has has watched any of the coverage of, you know, listening to these parents talk about their babies that were basically slaughtered um, and, you know, they're ne- I will just tell you, they are never going to get over that loss. Never. No. Never, ever are they going to, you know, get over that. It's, it's just not going to happen. Um, you know, you can, you can look at some of the uh, interviews that, uh, you know, that family members of those who lost children, uh, the parents who lost children at Sandy Hook, uh, or the Parkland shooting, or, you know, frankly, take your pick, because there's tons and tons of, of, of footage of, you know, all of these parents who have been willing to speak to the media uh, out there that is entirely viewable. Today, it is the same as if it just happened for many of them. Every time there is another shooting uh, they get to relive the horror over and over and over again. And if that is not the definition, you know, as close of a definition to hell as you can get, I don't know what is. Um, but if we we can't be numb to it, because guess what? Those parents, they don't get to be numb to it. They get to fucking relive it. every Every time another shooting happens, they are reliving the nightmare that is their life that does not include their child. So what that means for us, those of us who have been lucky enough to avoid having lost someone or lost a child to gun violence, what that means is that we have to show up for those for those parents and for parents that you know, that so far have managed to avoid losing, uh, you know, a child, but still have to put their kid on a school bus every day. Can you imagine the level of stress that par- that involves parenting these days? Um, you know, I mean, I cannot imagine. Uh, my husband and I have talked about, you know, what what would we do? You know, I mean... Oh, yeah. I'm not sure that you you do not want me to ever be in a position where I would experience that kind of loss that could have been preventable because I'll just tell you, I'm probably going to go berserk. Um, yeah. But those are all the reasons that we can't be numb. We We cannot allow ourselves to become numb and to treat this like it's just one of those things that happens in the United States. We just can't. I know. We're and basically what we're doing today is really um, trying to implore you to please stay engaged with everything. And, and it's hard. Believe me, I know it's hard. I have to tune out a lot more now than I had than I used to. Um, but you still have to come back, and you still have to see what's going on, and you should be involved. And you have to stay engaged. I mean, if if we walk away, they win. Period. Everything that we're fighting against losing, we will lose. If you don't stay engaged, that is what happens. When you, when also, and yes, um, is she going to do it again? Yes, she's fucking going to bring it up again. If you go third party when there's only two choices, this is the result. This is what I warned you about from 2015 on and I will never stop warning people. I will never stop yelling about this. I will never back down from this position. If people had done the right thing and didn't assume she'd win or assume that Trump was going to be okay, a lot of this could have been avoided. And I'm just talking about where we're at now. That is the trajectory of what happens 
when you think about yourself and nobody else. We are a community. We are a global community, okay? If you have not noticed, much of Europe will copy what the United States does and not the good shit, the bad shit. How many more um, conservatives got into power because of Trump? I'm telling you, around the world it had an effect. People who are actively wanting to be dictators, listen, I'm not going to say that Putin wasn't going to go into Ukraine anyway, but I will promise you that he was emboldened by bad actors. And some of the bad actors are in our country. They haven't left. They're quietly waiting for their next turn at power. So I am begging you, if you are listening to me, and I know you're sick of hearing this shit, but for some reason, Raina just can't seem to stop herself. Convince people that you know to continue to stay in the fight and to not give up hope. Because it's not just right women's rights and it's not just the desire to want to keep little kids alive. It's everything on the table. You see how these things keep getting brought up. And while you're looking at, at, at a celebrity couple getting uh, their hearts ripped out on the public stage, no matter who's side you're on, I'm not even going there, Um, but while you're distracted with this kind of bullshit, this other bullshit is being thrown in, and you're not noticing it, because it's easier to watch the celebrity crap over here than stay involved in this stuff that's heartbreaking over here. I get it. I get it. I totally understand. Listen, I would be completely lying if I said I did not take a break and watch some of that fiasco myself. I did. Uh, I take no joy in the misery of others, but the fact of the matter is I needed to distract myself for five minutes from the real news because the real news can be very soul-crushing, and I get that. And if you need somebody to talk to about it, I'll be happy to talk to you about it. Um, But the need to stay engaged is ever-present. We have to stay vigilant. We have to. Oh, my God, I feel like I am preaching to some of the converted, but I know some of you are not, and you're the people I'm talking to. Please, stay engaged. Don't give up hope. We've we've got to keep fighting. Does the news suck? Yep. Does that mean we can give up? Nope. I mean, we have future generations. Listen, I don't have grandkids. Shit. Are you kidding? And my kids are adults. They do what the fuck they want, right, like most of us. But it's not just about me. It's not just about my family. It's about everybody's family. It's about the gendered and non-gendered. It's about trans folks. It's about gay folks. It's about people of color. It's about everything. If you don't believe that everything is on the table, please do not wait to see if it happens. It's already happening in real fucking time. It is. Okay? Well, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, Raina, is that uh, you know they can deny climate change all they want, okay? Yep. But we're already starting to see serious impacts of of climate change. I mean, it's it's you know we're what not even a, a but a couple of weeks into uh, the Pacific uh, cyclone hurricane season, and they already had their first uh, name storm, which, uh, Agatha, by the way, um, which, you know, then is moving towards the, uh, it went over Mexico, um, and then it has the potential, I don't, I haven't looked at, at, at anything recently, uh, like within when I, and when I say recent, I mean like within the last 24 hours, uh, as to whether or not it is liable to reform in the Gulf. But I know that uh, a couple of days ago that that was a concern. But they're forecasting 10 for the Atlantic, the Atlantic Ocean uh, uh, hurricane season just started yesterday, June 1st. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they have predicted that it is going to be a very active season with uh, at least 10 named storms. And I want to take this opportunity to remind you all that last year and the year before that there were so many storms they ran out of letters. They ran out of letters, okay? Um, And they had to go to the Greek alphabet. Um, The last, I think, six or seven hurricane seasons have been, like, horrific. Um, So, I mean, I think that, you know, you can not believe in climate change all you want, um, but the reality is, is that we are all being impacted by the changes to our climate, by, you know, we are seeing more severe weather. None of this is going away, okay? It's not going away. It's, it's, it's only going to get worse. Um, you know, my, one of my biggest concerns is that it doesn't seem to matter how much this gets, uh, how much coverage this gets, how much uh, airplay it gets, that people are still, like, they're, they're not taking it seriously. And by the time they wake up, you know, they're going to be like the guy in the hospital with COVID who's dying and who says, oh, my God, yeah. I should have gotten the shot. I should have believed. I should have worn a mask. I, whatever. I should have, would have, could have. Well, you know, this is... My concern is that the reality of what is going to happen uh, with with climate change is that by the time people do get it and they realize, oh, hey, this is really a thing, um, that it's already going to be too late. You know, I mean, it may already be too late. I don't know. I'm I'm more hopeful than my lovely and charming uh, co-host when it comes to being optimistic and. Uh, believing in <clears throat> that, that you know that science or something will save us, um, but you know this shit is already happening. It's already happening, and just like with climate change, what is happening with our government and with the courts and in these wild grasps for power is that, yes, we are in very serious danger of losing our democracy. Um, And, you know, people just automatically gravitate, I should say some people automatically gravitate towards uh, an authoritarian-style government. Um, And it's, it's deeply concerning but what's more concerning to me is that, you know, we are talking about minority rule, okay? The decisions that the Supreme Court is handing down that are, you know, lean, not just leaning but have fallen completely over into uh, the conservative end of the, the spectrum. I mean, like, very, very conservative end of the spectrum. We're not just talking, oh, that was kind of conservative. We're talking uber conservative, Um, they're making decisions for the rest of us that many of us do, you know, do not support. If they come back and rule on this, you know, on these gun cases um, in favor of, you know, of the gun lobby, basically, it's going against the what the majority of Americans want and believe we should have. And that's hugely problematic. So, um, you know, the only way that I know to even attempt to make any difference is you have to vote. You have to show up, you know, if there's a chance to protest, if there's a a chance to sign a petition, if there is, you know, any kind of action happening in your area uh, that reflects how you feel, then, you know, I would urge you strongly, you know, if it's at all possible, be there. Show up for that um, while you still can, as they say, uh, because I I feel like our, our democracy 
and our and, and our country is is at stake here. Um, and anybody who says differently is not paying attention. Definitely. Or lying. <laughs> you well, know, there, yeah, here's the that. thing. After after talking about this for so many years, and now this is like year six, year six, year seven. We've talked about climate change for multi. I mean, way before that. Um, we've talked about the need to regulate guns way before that. Um, we've, we've talked about women's rights, gay rights, uh, gendered and non-gendered rights, trans rights, you name it. We've talked about it. Um, some, there were points in time where I remember we weren't allowed to talk about it because it wasn't something you even said in public. When I was in a relationship with a trans person, it's not something we were allowed to discuss outside of our room, much less in the public forum. So I've got to tell you, as far as we have gotten is how fast we are falling. You know, things, <laughs> it may seem like women's rights have been around forever. They weren't. When I was born and until I was 12, abortion was illegal. I've talked about this before. And in my lifetime, it went from not being legal to being legal and safe, and now it's on the verge of not being legal and safe again. You know, it may sound like a long time, but it's not. That's how fast all the rights can go away. You know, how would you like it if you come from a family that's multicultural? How'd you like it if they suddenly told you you couldn't marry who you loved anymore? If you're if you're a same-sex couple or an intersexual couple or a whatever mix of people you want it to be, and they tell you, you can, you're not alike, so you can't be married. We're not going to let you do that shit anymore. I mean, they're going to destroy people. They're going to destroy their lives in any way they can. This is why I have begged you continuously, and Star has begged you continuously, get out and vote, but make it make sense. Vote to your ideals. Don't, don't vote protest-wise. Vote to your ideals, you, you, this is the only thing we can do to try to regain what we've lost. And listen, it's not like we've never lost shit before. We've lost shit plenty of times. But if enough well, people agree, I mean, we have. Okay. Well, like, I don't think there has ever been a rollback of established rights and laws. Oh, no, no, um, no, no, no. That's not what I meant. No. Of, of, right. of the proportion no, right. of what, what, what road, right. you know, it, it, if oh, they yeah. <laughs> this will be, well, and, and, you know, so here's another thing is that very often, uh, you know, probably the best example of, of making something that had been legal illegal and then having to roll that back is prohibition. You know, and yeah. we all know how that ended. It didn't end well. <laughs> it did not end well. Truthfully, <clears throat> it did not end well. Um, but when when I say that, I mean, you know, there have been battles that have been won and lost. I'm not saying about rights being rolled, at, rolled back. I mean, the, the battle to make same-sex marriage legal was a multi- battle fight. I mean, and it was lost on many occasions, but we, I mean, you know, we finally got it. I wasn't talking about um, the actual rights being established and then being rolled back, so I apologize if that was confusing. Um, but yes, definitely. The, the, once a right is established, the idea of losing that right should scare the shit out of everyone, quite frankly. Um, and I think, you know, having seen what happened since Trump, it's not that that was a cure-all of getting rid of him, but at least we don't wake up every morning terrified of what our president is going to do. Uh, he has not been perfect. No, of course not. And those of you who are looking for perfection are, are on a fool's errand because there is no perfect candidate. And a lot of people would be like, well, you know, Bernie Sanders, you know what, there's not going to be a President Sanders. Let me tell you right now. I, the, com the, the country was barely ready 
for a female vice president. It certainly wasn't ready for a little old Jew from Brooklyn. I can say that because I'm half Jewish and from Brooklyn uh, to be president. I don't think the country was quite quite ready for that jump yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, vote for your ideal in the primaries. But please, if you don't get it in the primaries, you do what makes sense. Do the primaries are over. It may not be your first, second, or third choice. But at least do the closest thing to it. And that does not mean voting in a way that throws your vote away. You're pissing your vote away. If you try to vote or write in somebody who didn't make it to the last two people eligible to be elected, you are throwing your vote away. I'm sorry. I know this has turned into a, a campaign conversation. But quite frankly, that's what it's about. That's how we got here. That is how we got here, because enough people were willing to take a chance and play Russian roulette, so to speak, with our country, that this is what happened. Please remember that a lot of judges, it's not that Trump just appointed Supreme Court judges. He appointed judges everywhere. So even if you are in the place where you think, oh, well, my people make sense, you know, in my, in my state, don't be so sure. You may want to investigate just in case you ever have some problems and you need to go before a judge. I'm telling you, district court judges can be a lot easier to involve in your life than you think. So please, take all of this very fucking seriously. We have an election coming up in the fall. We just went through primary season here in our state for certain, you know, uh, there are certain seats up for election. And if you went through the same thing in your state, please do not disengage just because it is not a presidential season. Please remember to stay involved on the local level because that is how they infiltrate. I will tell you right now, they will get in a conservative dog catcher. And that conservative dog catcher will then have the power to influence things maybe another rung up. And that's how they build yep. their power when you're not looking. That's how they. That's how it starts. Be hyper vigilant, even in local elections. It's, you know the saying, "All politics are local." It's said for a reason because it's true. That's where it starts. That you absolutely know? is where it starts. Well, I have some good news, actually. Would you like some good news? Oh, I would like good news. But before you give us the good news, I just want to remind folks. Please check out wildhunt.org. It is the pagan paper of record. I get my news from it. I hope you do, too. Please become a contributing member, a sustaining member, or some kind of a member. You know, it's, it's cheaper than a cup of coffee these days uh, to, to become a member. So please consider supporting Wild Hunt. Go to the Wild Hunt. Go to wildhunt.org. Give it all your love. Thank you. Now for the good news. Now for the good news. So um, legislators in North Carolina in both the House and the Senate uh, have filed bills uh, to codify the protections of Roe v. Wade. So, um, and you know, if it, if, it, if, if, it, if it gets to the governor, he will absolutely sign, uh, sign it. So this is... Please explain to the folks what codify means when you codify something. Basically, they're going to ensure that the protections that Roe v. Wade offers for access to abortion uh, would become, so even if Roe v. Wade were to be overturned, that those same protections or the majority of them would still be in place in North Carolina. Hallelujah. I'll be expecting phone calls for folks wanting to come and stay and hang out with me. I'm not going to say why. I'm not going to say when. I'm not even going to say who. I'm not even going to look in your general direction and, and whistle. What I'm going to say is, you know, even in, a, even in a southern red state, which North Carolina is, okay, this is why well. state and elected officials are important. No, no, no. I do want to say this, though. If we didn't have Roy Cooper as our governor, 
this would not necessarily have a chance because a, a, a Trump appointee may not be so willing to sign it and codify the laws, the protections of Roe v. Wade. So I'm going to tell you that it is important that you have uh, good folks in your legislature. I'm just saying it's not always about just the president, and I've said that a million times too. Presidential elections are great, but they do not affect everything. As you can see, just because we have a Democratic president doesn't mean we no longer have a very hard right-leaning Supreme Court. And they have lots of power, folks, lots of power. So, yay, North Carolina for a change. Listen, <laughs> yes. this is a state yes. that's walking yes. Madison on. So, you know, it, it's not that we're perfect, believe me. But fortunately, he lost his primary. <laughs> yes, you know, he did. Right? I mean, the, but who knows who's right. going to take his place? Uh, we'll see. Well, Chuck, Chuck Edwards got the um, uh, won the primary, I do believe. And he's, you know, he he basically is towing the same party line that, that Cawthorn was towing, although somewhat more meekly and uh, less rabidly and less insanely. But nonetheless, it's the same. It's still the same. Uh, you know, he's a, a. You know, he's a Trump supporter. He's uh, lockstep with the rest of the GOP. So, you know, the, yeah. the the reality is is that you know whether the Democratic candidate uh, Jasmine uh, Beach Ferraro. Uh, if she, if she can get elected, I mean, I I don't I don't know. We'll we'll right. see. Um, yeah. But. Uh, but if people don't, but here's the thing: if people don't stay engaged, those candidates don't have any chance. Okay, so this is why it's so important. Even if she loses, but we narrow the margin. That's important because it shows that folks who have moved here from other states, I am one of them, I'm not going to lie about that, I love it down here, um, but it shows that you can turn, generationally you can turn things. It, it doesn't happen all at once, it doesn't happen overnight. But if you continue to stay engaged and you continue to have these conversations with your loved ones and your friends, um, you can affect change. It's a slow process. Listen, the wheels of justice, <laughs> the, the wheels of government, all of these things move slowly, you know, to a certain extent. You, you can watch for patterns all day long and see where things are going, but they can also still be changed. And that's where my hope comes back. Because as the older Republicans how do I say this nicely, fade away? That's a nice way to put it, yeah. Um, and the younger folks start seeing that, oh, no, I liked the fact that I could do this, or I liked the fact that I had choice, or I liked the fact of, you know, guns being regulated because I don't want my kids full shot up. I mean, places that were notoriously red can be changed, but you've got, again, you got to stay involved. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. Do not feed this path to the doom and destruction. I know it's easy to get upset. It happens to me very often. But you've got to come back to having a positive outlook because if you don't believe you can change anything, you won't. You've got to believe that what you're doing will have an effect. Absolutely. If you go in believing... You're you're more likely to win than lose, you know. So I'm just gonna say, yeah, it's okay to yell, it's okay to be frustrated, it's okay to be scared, but at the end of the day, you have to come back to hope, which I think my co-host has been trying to instill in me for quite some time and a number of years. <laughs> so. In the in the brief minutes we have left, which are like a couple, not even, 
right? No. What do you, I mean, what, what's your wrap-up? Wrap what do you got to wrap me up with? <laughs> well, the only thing I can say is that, you know, we just have to, A, there's never been a better time for us all to um, to come together and work together and um, envision the change that, that we would like to see in our world and to back that up with, uh, you know, actual fucking action. I don't know. Um, so uh, that's, that's all I've got. Well, you know what? On that note, I am going to say, guys, please, please try to stay involved as much as you can. It's it's still important. And um, that's it for us for this month. Tune in next month. We will hopefully have some better news, <laughs> I'm hoping. Uh, but until then, take care of yourselves uh, and and try to stay positive and try to stay engaged. Don't don't lose hope. It ain't over till it's a hundred percent over and we're still fighting it out, okay? We'll see you next month. Say goodbye, Star. Goodbye, Star. Bye, everybody.